Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast Secret Dump. I'm My- your main host, Natasha. And I'm Pat Sajak, and this is Wheel of fortune the mustache is back what do you think oh gosh i didn't even notice you didn't notice it no well you've been away a while sorry honey uh natasha it's a secret dump it's friday we're feeling pretty good and i thought we could kick things off on this here podcast by reading one of our listener queries these are people that are too let's say cowardly (laughs) to get on camera and expose their private business in front of a viewing audience and have written in with text-based questions for us. And here we go. Shall I read one? Okay, you do it. Is casually dating possible without inevitably growing feels? Ew. Which part? Growing feels? Don't say that. Right. Me don't say it or this writer don't say that? This writer, I think needs to not say keep saying that when they're talking about having their feelings with the partner you think somehow the fact that she says the slang term growing feels having feels oh growing feels is what's creating her (laughs) relational issues no i'm i'm just i'm just roasting her is it possible to casually date without falling for the person that you're casually dating and then having it not feel casual. Here's the problem. I'm assuming the person that wrote this, even though the picture is of a dog, is a girl. And the problem is all this stupid, is it oxytocin? Is that what it is? Like women. It's oxycontin. <laughs> don't women, uh, is that the wrong, what's what's the fair, what's the thing that's like the sexual? I think it is oxytocin. Okay. So w- women start, you know, they they get addicted to the man's like you know what i mean they start to feel monogamous if they have sex enough whereas like a man his wears off in like two hours where a woman she's two hours if you're if it's the night of your life sometimes it's (laughs) as little as seven or eight minutes i mean i know you can tell i'm not a scientist from my description of this but i just do feel like there is something secreted even like physiologically in women that makes us want to be more monogamous than men you think i don't know what the answer is for that you think it's specifically a woman thing that when a woman sleeps with somebody uh yes the woman develops feelings yes more often than the man because if you're having sex with someone it's like the connection somehow physiologically is more real or intense for a woman after a while. I mean, I don't like reductive gender I stereotypes. Know, I know, But in this case, I think that you're probably right. That yes! I think that it's probably right that it's more difficult generally, statistically, from a broad perspective for broads, from the perspective of a broad, to uh, casually hook up with somebody because she often ends up developing feelings. Not to say that men don't, the same thing doesn't happen to men. It does happen to men. And I, you know, they used to be a saying that they would say two people go to bed, one wakes up with feelings. Uh, I don't know how true that is. Here's my suggestion. I have had casual relationships with people mm-hmm. that have started casual and stayed casual, I believe, unless 
I was engaged in a decep- uh, deception that You're I... You're like, I don't know. It's so weird. She she wanted to convert to Judaism, but we were still great friends. Not that person. <laughs> I'm talking about other people that I've had what, what felt like truly casual relationships. But here's my actual suggestion. If you actually want... Because here's the real thing. If you're going to bed with somebody and saying, I want a casual relationship with you, and then developing feelings for that person a few fucks in, the odds are not only you weren't being honest with yourself about wanting it to be casual That's in the first place. That's a good point, Moshe, for Thank the win. You. Yes. So you have to just be honest with yourself, but also like forcing those kind of heavier conversations before you have sex with someone that seems annoying like i don't know if i want something casual if i haven't even fucked the guy yet but this is we have once i have sex with them then i'm like oh because what if i'm like i hate it then i definitely don't want to i don't want to promise a relationship to this person or that i'm looking for that when i he can't fuck here's another question then for you natasha is it if you are dating someone and i don't want to lose the other point that i was going to make but so to remind me how my suggestion. Okay, I'm going to line up how many points, how many points you're trying to make. <laughs> remind me how to keep. Here's my my ultimate suggestion on how to keep a, a relationship guaranteed casual. But uh, but is it worthwhile ever to stay with somebody who you like on every level and then you go to bed with them and you realize that they are a what we call in the uh, in the um, uh the Chinese fortune-telling fish community, a cold fish. If you go to bed with somebody and they fu- they suck at fucking, but you like them on every other level, is it worth sticking around and hoping that you guys can learn together to become better lovers? Sure, if you're up for it. Does it work, though? Can you really teach... I'm, everything's, you know, its own situation. Can you really teach somebody to become good at sex? And what makes someone good at sex? You're, you have a lot of uh, related questions to this I do, question. but I've got a big broad point that I'm going to make. Okay, what makes people good at sex? Openness. So I guess if they have an openness, that's good. Also, uh, lack of um, critical thinking mm. really does help. You don't want somebody that's in their head analyzing their body. Because, you know, the truth is when we, when we fuck, we all look pretty ridiculous. Right? It's all pretty um, simian, you know? We all kind of look like apish. And so if you're in your head thinking, do I look cool? Do I look funny? Uh, like uh, it's just never a good look i remember once i was hooking up with somebody and i was like i like grabbed her and she she goes ugh back fat in and i just was like no i wasn't thinking that i was thinking that this is hot and now you've got me in your insecurities about your own body so basically you want to either be really confident or really stupid and not thinking okay great now are there some other points you'd like to make before we can move on yes my final Uh, point my suggestion on how to keep things casual. Do you have a suggestion or just me? Oh, um, I guess I kind of said what I thought. Here's my real advice. If you really want a casual relationship that's sex only, if you're being honest with yourself that that's what you want, find somebody hot that you cannot stand. Fuck somebody you dislike. There, You will not develop feelings for them. It will take all of your horny stick to to continue to fuck that person because every time one or both of you comes, you'll be like rolling your eyes and going like, oh, no, I don't want to hear about why the January 6th protesters were actually patriots. You got to find somebody that you don't like. I've had people like that in my life before. And I broke up. I remember I broke up with one of them and it was a really one of the funniest breakups ever. I was just like, you know what? Truth is, 
you're beautiful. We have good sex, but I don't think either of us like each other. And she's like, yeah, you know, you're right. We like really didn't get along. So that's my suggestion. Find somebody that you don't get along with and then you can keep it truly casual. Yeah, well, you know, that might work for you, Moshe, but I don't think having sex with people you hate is a solution. I've been doing it for seven years. (laughs) All right, Natasha, why don't we listen to a couple of secrets? Hey, Moshe. Hey, Josh. Um, My boyfriend and I are watching your live New Year's Eve special um, on Zoom. We paid extra to be on Zoom and then (laughs) decided to have sex during Brent's sex. So sorry to Brent, but had to be done um, to ring out 2021. Um, So just really needed to get that off my chest. Thanks so much. Happy New Year. Uh, Talk to you soon. Bye. Dude. Next time you do some shit like that, leave the camera on. If you're really going to live a wild life, leave the fucking camera on so the whole show can enjoy it. And it was unclear if Brent turned them on or can we call him? You want to call Brent? Okay. I feel like he would not approve of that. He would for sure. Let's call Brent. Um, Laura, can you make a phone call right now on Zoom? He's not going to be awake. Wait, he wakes up at like 4 p.m. or 6 p.m. Let's find out. Reach. Well, unfortunately, we're not going to get to hear Brent's side of the story. I just story. feel like Brent would have very strong, a very strong reaction to people having sex during his set because I feel like, you know, I think he'd be into it. Honestly, really? yeah, wouldn't you? Well, that's the ultimate com- uh, compliment. That's true. Actually, a standing ovation doesn't have anything to compare to a coming ovation. You know, another reason why Zoom comedy is superior to me traveling and going to the clubs. Right. If 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 this happens, you in the can club, have sex during your my set. If this happens in the club when you're in there live, then police are getting called. But if it happens in Zoom, it's just a fun thing to talk about on a podcast. Um, guys, next time you do something like that, we're very happy that you have such a healthy sex life. Just leave the camera on and maybe even put it in the chat. Put your uh, your handle in the chat and say if anybody wants to watch us bone 22 in style, uh, then pin us. All right, let's hear another secret. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. I love the podcast. Long-time listener. Um, I just wanted to share a little spiteful secret, probably an unprocessed and shitty one that I'm not dealing with in the right way, but... Long story short, um, my dad had an affair with my mother's sister, my aunt, um, when I was a kid. I found out about it. My mom died of a terminal illness pretty young, and they continued this, not really affair after that, I guess, because she was dead, but they continued to see each other and kept it secret, but I walked in on them a few times. Uh, Flash forward 14 years later, I just picked her up from the airport, and she's staying with my grandfather and I for the holidays. So I've been making her watch shitty movies about people who cheat on um, their spouses with their siblings just to get back at her a little. Um, I could probably just tell her this secret and uh, or take it to the grave and not cause familial trauma. But I'll tell you guys instead. Take care. Bye bye. You know, she's playing the movies for her. Yeah, she's like playing movies to the aunt about like. Uh, seductive homewreckers that have cheated on their... But how does the aunt not know that? How does she not pick up on the cues? Oh, I guess I guess she's just sitting there and like... I was gonna say to this person... That's, that's rough. You know, life is complicated. Love is complicated. 
at least your dad found somebody to love and you know i know that the complication of your mother's sickness makes it feel like an attack on you and your the sanctity of your family but in reality it's probably just two people's destinies and then i heard how she's taking her revenge and i was like you know what actually this is a good amount of spite for the situation you're in continue to show them these movies and then you should make deep eye contact with her when whenever there's an adulterous scene on screen you should look really deeply and meaningfully at your aunt and i'd like to say that that is a really heavy situation because you know a random mistress that just stays throughout your life is one thing but like your mother the fact that she was betrayed by her sister i think that's like also a lot and it it would it would create a lot of spite in me i think because there's so many people you can have sex with you know why why break up a family? No, I agree. You're breaking up two families. No, you're right. But it, in the end, her mother passed away and they ended up staying together. So it's kind of like, who knows anything about anything? And you're not going to like the next bit of news I have for you because hmm. I'm you're having sex with my sister. No, I'm having sex with your brother and see <laughs> nickname. If you're out there listening, brother, <laughs> thinking of you right now. I'm sorry. Our secret is out. OK, well, how how? Uh... How apt that it's out on our secret dump. That's so correct. Finally, one of my secrets comes to the light. Should we play one more secret before we say ta-ta for now? Sure. Oh, hello. Um, hi, guys. Absolutely love you both. Fucking bloody brilliant. You guys are the, the sexiest and the best and just um, just idolize you um, all out of proportion. Um, so I have been digging in the annals of um, what I could possibly, uh, you know, without um for a secret and i um remember something well i guess it's something that i did uh, at first seven years ago and i then i guess i can continue to do in that um this is back when i was in college i was living in a really small apartment building and there was this gorgeous guy that lives this gorgeous straight man uh, which is my type uh that lives across the hall from me and he was the only other um dude who lived in the building um, and one day we um, we have this like janky little laundry set up uh, in the, uh, the basement. Um, one day I was doing um, some laundry and I was pulling out my clothes out of the dryer and I noticed that he had left um, a pair of his dried underwear like in because he you know mm. did it last. And mm. I was like, oh. And so I just snatched that right up and I have been wearing that pair of underwear. Um, you know, not obviously every day, but I've been wearing that as part of my um, underwear rotation for the last seven years. And I think it's the oldest pair that I own. It is a hideous, um, like, Burgundy Haynes kind of situation. But um, he was just so beautiful and, you know, out of, you know, out of reach and, you know, for many different you know reasons. And I was like, oh, this is my, you know, way of being a total fucking perv and getting my rocks off without um necessarily hurting anyone um so i hope um do with that as you may all right cheers i love it i mean it is a funny idea he said getting his rocks off but he didn't mention getting them off he mentioned just wearing them like he no was going to the i gym. think he didn't want to go tell he us that he masturbates from them he jo's in them. he like touches them and uh-huh. it kind of gets them started he like tugs on the waist so that his like yeah. little dangles are kind of like rubbing on the fabric and stuff like that. Uh, probably. I have a question like for our gay listeners. What if you're a gay listener, male or female, 
If you're a gay listener and your type, because I've heard this before, it's not not the first gay man I've known that said my type is straight guys. And also I've known some gay women that are like that. But I feel like there's more of a question of the men because I feel like women's sexuality feels a little more fluid, even though that's probably just because of systemic reinforced uh, homophobia in men. So they can't be fluid. Anyway, I'm not trying to get political. I'm trying to ask a very perverted and stupid question. Two part. Why is that you're you laughing at how many questions I have? Well, yeah, that's I'm a big like mouth. a two part. I'm a fucking big mouth. I mean, you married me. What do you think? Why go after straight guys? What is it that's hot about it? Is what is it? Is it like an? Is no, it like, it's just what they're attracted to—a manly man who's yeah, but not there's like manly gay men. But there's all. manly gay men out there. Well, you got to find them. Well, that's not what he said. He didn't say I like masculine gay men. He said I like straight guys. So that's my question A. Why? Why straight guys? Is it the unattainableness? Is it almost like the illicitness? And B, more importantly and more interestingly, how often does it work? How often do you get a purely straight dude to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm curious. Let's try this. Write us. I bet it's like just out of reach fantasy in some situations. And in some situations, um, you know, it's like a type and a lot of straight guys fit your type. So it's kind of confusing because you're like, you got to find out if people are... Definitely sometimes don't know if people are gay or straight. And you kind of like wait for them to say that, oh, my girlfriend or, you know, you figure it out. Then well, and then listen, you have to kind of like back off, I guess. Honey, as much as I want your input on why gay men like straight <laughs> men, I want to hear from our gay listeners. Tell us your tale of finding a straight guy and seducing him with success. How did that go and why? You can call us on our secret dump to let us know. Give us a call. 213-222-8608. Follow us on Instagram. Watch us on YouTube. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Just do it. It helps. It really freaking helps. Subscribe to the podcast. Natasha? Uh, Yeah. Talk to you soon. Well, that's not how we end the podcast, actually. Okay. We don't say talk to you soon. Right. No, I know. I am just was trying to wrap it up. I know, but we usually say something much more affectionate. You know what I mean? Mm. Than talk to you soon. Oh, right. What is that again? <sighs> I love you. I love you, too.